Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. WA Real is based on the oldest form of learning, which is listening to the stories and experience of those around us, those around us here in Western Australia. Today, we're going to get into nutrition, training, and well-being. Samantha Jackson. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Bryn. I'm so excited to be here. This is fun. Why are you so excited to be here? <laughs> I, I, I love doing this kind of stuff. I think, you know, the, the more conversations we can have about different things, and, and it's, it's all an education process. We, we all educate each other mm. and learn from each other, and, and I actually find that really exciting. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. I, I learn and expand through all these conversations, and so do my listeners. And so, yeah, thank you very much for for coming on. Now, um, first thing I want to ask you, because you're originally a 10-pound pom and, and lived yes. in South Australia and then came to WA. Um, normally in the podcast, I would ask you about what Australia, uh, Western Australia means to you and this, that and the other. But being slightly more relevant um, to where we are now is... If you're going to have to bunker down during coronavirus in any place in the world, WA, haven't we picked it? Oh, I know. Like we are absolutely in probably one of the best places because there's so much outdoor open space here. So if we, if we do have to go into martial law lockdown, I actually don't think going outside just for, for a walk in the sunshine or in the park or at a beach, obviously with some responsible social distancing in place, but I think that's not going to be that difficult to achieve. As long as no one really takes the biscuit on it, I really don't think yeah. that's going to be difficult to achieve. I think it's going to be fabulous. So, yeah, um, bring on the lockdown. I'm looking forward to it. Mm, mm. It's amazing, though, because, you know, I, I, I live just south of the river in Picton, and, like, so I go down to the beach. It's been a routine for youngs. It's amazing how many people are out and about at the moment. And yeah. it, it's amazing and annoying because it's like, oh, just scatter out. And you know, I think I'm going to get a bit dark if the beaches get closed. Um, so no, no Bondi's, please. Um, um, behave yourself, everyone. Behave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go enjoy responsibly with a bit of distance. So there you go. So you are a health coach um, and you do a lot of keynote speaking on this. What was it about health coaching that drew you in? Because you had quite a you know, serious corporate career beforehand. What, what is it about health coaching that drew you in? And what's the drive that you're trying to get across here? What I'm trying to get across is that health is just not one aspect. Okay, so there's a, a lot of people who just specialize in one area. So either nutrition or fitness or just the, the whole mindset of, of being healthy, they, they'll just go and go, this is it. This is that one thing that's going to keep us healthy. My view is that if we don't have everything synergistically and in alignment, there's always mm. going to be gaps and we're going to have that, that falling down. So that's why I look at getting your nutrition right, getting your physical activity right, getting your head in the game in the right way. And then that has a, another ripple effect onto your determination, your grit, your resilience, your relationships, your work, you know, everything. I, I hear so many stories back from people saying, like, I've got one guy who's a, who is a musician at the moment and he says, you know, I'm, I'm writing better songs now because I'm calmer and more focused and people are noticing. So just even that sort of feedback, I just go, yes, I'm, on the, I'm yeah. actually on the right track here, you know. Yeah, and it, it just makes so much sense, doesn't it? When it you does. think about it. And it, it does. 
and the look I don't want to take anything away from from PTs or anything like that I, I would I don't want to be disrespectful so don't don't take it this way but they will take a person and go yes I can get you fit or I can get you strong but if they're mm. not looking at what they're eating and what they're doing and how they're thinking at the same time then that fitness or strength actually isn't going to serve them as well as what it could so mm. yeah mm. I like to look at everything very holistically and synergistically and it was interesting thinking about um this conversation beforehand it had me thinking about um your actual focus on health whereas you know we sort of have this um it'd be interesting for you to comment on this we have this sort of association of doctors equal health but often we only go to the doctors when things are wrong yes. and then what do they you know in essence what do they do well then they'll do one of two things they'll prescribe you drugs or send you for an operation yes that, that, that's essentially what they'll do they'll send you drugs or operation you know and that's when things are wrong but is it the ancient roman or greeks who who they they paid what is it they they didn't pay their doctors when they um when they were ill and when they were well they paid their doctors or something like it's the other way around I, yeah i think that when they were well they didn't pay them so yeah i, I think that was the, the case something like that yeah i i often look look i love doctors and and i work closely with a lot of them because I, I have to work with people who have medical conditions. So I like to work mm. with their doctor as well as them. So, cause I think the more hands that can uplift a person and, and take them on that journey to, and in the right direction at the same time, the better. So I, I do work mm. with doctors and specialists. And, but I do also find that a lot of doctors rather than practicing healthcare, practice sick care. So we, we don't walk mm. into the doctor and go, Hey, everything's great. Here's seventy dollars. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't do it. So, and and what I what I really want to do is keep people in that optimum health space, so yeah. that it's, it's a prevention or or even just reducing the risk of chronic disease uh, or reduce the risk of infections being so severe or just re reduce the risk of you getting everything going around and yeah, just like why why wouldn't we reduce our risk of that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Hundred mm, percent. You know, I like that. You know, you wouldn't go and see the doctor and say I'm feeling awesome, or go to the doctor and say, you know what, I'm feeling good, but I want to feel excellent. How can you help me? Yes, we we don't. And then we we generally, as a population, we go into the doctor and we say, look, I've got type two diabetes or high cholesterol or high blood pressure or high blood sugar, whatever it is. Can you give me something to make it go away? So because I want yeah. to maintain my previous former lifestyle, I want to keep doing that. So I want you to give me something to mask those symptoms. And then if that causes side effects, I want you to give me a drug to mask that as well. So, and the, the doctors do because they've got 10 minutes per patient. So they actually don't have the time probably to yeah. practice medicine, which was the reason why they got into that, that profession to start with, because they actually gave a damn about people, but they mm. don't have the time or capacity to operate like that. And also the population don't want them to in a lot of cases either. We don't go to our doctor and say, can you help me with nutrition and exercise so that this, this type two diabetes uh, diagnosis that I have can potentially be reversed. Can you help me with mm. that? So, and I find that so sad, really sad. So I, I wave a massive flag on that going, hey, you know, that we don't have to accept that there are things we can do. Mm, mm. And also, 
when you do have these like epiphanies like you've gone to the doctor because you've you know had an accident or you've had two, two diabetes or you realize you, you know you got real with yourself and said yeah i'm a bit fat or something like that and you want to do something then it can be a whole bloody labyrinth of what does healthy look like and what do i have to do to be healthy and, and what does that look and feel and do and think you know so you know because you know the internet's bombarded with stuff you know do this get ripped do this go keto so yeah i find it interesting that you bring all of them together yes and so many if you look at at mainstream media health equals skinny and it's yes. it's just not the case and we, we've got this glorification of these skinny little bodies and and it's yeah there, there's no way that 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 is healthy for most people or even achievable or maintainable and then mm -hmm. nor should it be because you you've got that uh, the the toxic fat which i always bang on about which actually sits behind your abdominal wall which you can be as skinny as a rake and still have a truckload of that sitting in there which puts you at high risk of cancer type 2 diabetes cardiovascular disease stroke alzheimer's you know it's it's nasty nasty stuff and you know, you can have a, a bucket load of it and still be stick thin. So yes. healthy is skinny. So um, what sort of, who comes to you for help? Um, a lot of people who have tried everything and failed and decided that diets don't work for them anymore. I'm, I'm usually in the little glass box that says, in case of emergency, break glass. That's, Which is that's really sad because you should be the first place. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> and, and that's, look, I, and I don't mind actually, I don't mind because I think then people have to have that determination of nothing else has worked, you are my last resort, let's just do this, and, and at that point people are compliant because I'm, I actually say to them things that they don't want to hear, uh, mm. but they need to hear, and if I'd have said that they're yeah. ready, they won't do it. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, I guess if if you're the last, you know, the last dance or, you know, the OK Corral or something like that, then it must be good because then the, the customers and clients, they're focused. They want to do the thing because, you know, the bridges burn, the fire is under their ass and they've got to do something. Otherwise, it could be curtains. That's right. Yeah. And there's so many people say, look, you're it. And I've, I've done every single diet under the sun and all I do is gain weight and I've got no energy and I don't sleep well and I snore and I'm on four different medications and I don't want to live like this anymore. I'm fed up. You're my last resort. Will you help me? So I have that mm. conversation weekly, absolutely weekly. Brilliant. Um, a question that pops up uh, for me is, what is it about the human condition that means that we have to get that far down the pit before we get real with ourselves? <laughs> Do you know, it's, I, I know I've got a really technical term for it. It's very clinical. It's called the oh shit moment. So that's yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're plodding along. They're okay. They're not sick in inverted commas. So they're, they're not necessarily well, 
but because we've got this society that believes that mediocre health is normal, so it's okay to feel tired when you wake up in the morning and it's okay to be desperate for a coffee or chocolate, you know, and, and if you don't have it, you're going to stab someone in the face at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's okay to, to have that little bit of a wobble around your middle. It's okay to be on some medication, you know. That we've got a society that believes all of these things are actually okay. So because mm. we're accepting of that, that level of mediocrity, when we, when, because we, we've had that in our bodies for so long, at, at a certain point, there's a tick where we go, okay, now symptoms of Because you're on a very fine knife edge of mediocrity. Yes. Between it could be right or it could disappear. <laughs> and as soon as you tip over into symptoms, that's when people have, you know, the, well, some people call it a light bulb. I call it the oh shit moment. And yeah, yeah. they go, oh, you know, I've got to do something here. But then what invariably happens is they go to their doctor and say, give me drugs, like make this mm. go away. Um, yeah. So, I don't want to do the work. I want yeah. someone to do something to do the work for me. That's right. And so they'll never get their energy back. They'll never get their vitality. Mm. They still won't sleep very well. They'll wake up feeling like they haven't actually been to bed. Um, why would you choose that? I, it just doesn't make any sense when you when you understand how spectacularly awesome the human body is designed to feel. Why do we accept when it doesn't? So yeah, I'm getting on my soapbox here, Bryn. No, oh no, that's <laughs> this is the space to do it. Because um, I think that tips into that tips into one of our big. What was that? Uh, yeah, don't let me rant. It's not. <laughs> oh no, that's what it's about. Um, it's it's not called WA watered down. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because you tip into something which is, um, you know, it's one of our core limiting beliefs that I am not enough. So therefore, if I am not enough, if I am not worthy, then I will accept mediocrity. So in order to accept that things could be better. That means that I could be better and things could be good and I can allow that into my life as a to town self-sabotage or something like that. Definitely, definitely. And, and we actually shun, to a certain extent, we shun people who are positive and vibrant and there's nothing wrong with them. So it's, yeah. it's, those, it's almost celebrated to have depression or anxiety or physical problems, you know, it's, People actually lead with that. So, you know, how are you today? Oh, my anxiety is playing up. Or my this is, you know, me gout. Yeah. Me. Or, you know, it's, it's almost a badge of honour. And mm. so and when I say to someone, no, I'm feeling fabulous today. I'm having a spectacular day because A, I'm alive. Oh, and B, you know, I feel damn awesome. It's like, whoa, what a weirdo. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, they're a bit much. You know? Yeah. 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 That's I, I really want to get away from celebrating the the rut that we're all in. Yeah, yeah. This lowest common denominator that we're happy, as opposed to saying it's okay to go for the highest common denominator. It is and, and going for it. Yeah, because and and once you've been there, it's addictive. It's it's almost mm. like having your own little you know drug stash because you know getting up in the morning and feeling alive and ready to start the day and having a clear head all day and feeling energetic for days that's that's pretty addictive and then once you break that and then feel you know a, a bit crappy again you just go oh this is gross but that's that's some people's norm that's a lot of people's norm so yeah. you know you just want to get yourself back into that position of optimal health again. Hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, that's my view. Love it. Love it. So I understand that you've had some interesting clients as well of yeah. profile and note. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly have. Yes. Still do. Still do. Still do. Can you yeah. drop any names? I, I can't. Well, I, I still talk to Mel Gibson every single day. So we're, um, we're working on getting some, getting him really muscly at the moment. So yeah, that's, that's good fun. Really good right. fun. Yeah. He's, Superb. He's, yeah. Good guy. That one. Really good guy. So um, you talked about toxic fat earlier on um, and I, I get the impression that's like a, a real central part of, of focus there. Um, can you tell me more about central, uh, central um, to toxic fat and your overall general sort of principles and philosophy behind what you do? Sure. So the, the, the toxic fat or as it's technically known as visceral adipose tissue or VAT, mm. So it is definitely an area of passion for me, mainly because not many people know about it, and yet it is a critical factor in determining our health. So where that sits, so you've got subcutaneous fat, which is between your, your skin and your muscles. So that's it. it's, I refer to that as bubble wrap. So it's, it's just mm. stuff that's under your skin and keeps your muscles protected. So that's actually a non-pathogenic fat. It's, it's fairly harmless, although if you have too much of it, it's going to put a lot of pressure on your heart and you know, cardiovascular system, blood pressure, that kind of thing. So you should just have that moderate amount of, of subcutaneous fat. But you've also got that visceral adipose, which is it sits behind your abdominal wall. So you know where your six-pack is on, on your tummy because we're all rocking a good six-pack, right? Mm, so it's just hidden. Suck it in, Bryn. <laughs> So it's behind there. So it's in that cavity where your organs sit. And the, the fat that sits in there, it's metabolically active. It's hormone secreting. It is toxic. It's, it's carcinogenic. And it's closely linked with about 13 different types of cancer. So pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, right. bowel cancer, breast cancer. It's really closely linked with those. It's linked with cardiovascular disease, stroke, Alzheimer's. Um, respiratory conditions that there are it's it's linked with so much because it's just sitting in your abdominal cavity around your vital organs and just leaching out nasty stuff so is that the murky yellowy stuff you see on the advert when the guy's reaching for the, the soft the drink lighter ads the stuff that's uh, yeah 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 but there's three things so this this fat is really really responsive to three substances Right. Sugar, saturated fat, and alcohol. Right. So when people go on a diet, yep. they will generally lose subcutaneous fat and they'll, they'll generally go into some sort of starvation mode because they're just restricting their calories. But when we also put the body into what's called homeostasis and then we're, we're reducing that sugar, we're getting rid of saturated fat and we're also just taking the alcohol out of it as well. That's when that, that toxic belly fat, the VAT, is also being starved. So not only are you improving your health and your body composition, but you're lowering your risks of some really awful diseases that you don't want mm. swimming in your lane. And so does it, when you starve it, does that mean it, it dies and goes away? I mean, it, goes away. it reduces. Right, so it's a matter of reducing, so reducing sugar, saturated fat, and alcohol. 
yeah, those, it's, it's really simple. Three things. That's all we need to do is to, to get rid of that fat. So you can either feed it or starve it. And, and everyone has some. Yes. Um, the World Health Organization says that 500 grams or more of that fat puts you at high risk. Now, a lot of people wouldn't know that they've got 500 grams or more sitting there. And we know that if it's 500 grams or, or over, then it's taking up over a meter of surface area. And there's a really good chance that that's just about to get up to where your liver and your heart live. And you, you really wouldn't want anything toxic touching either of those. So it's, how, would, how, how can you measure it? So how would you know about that 500, what must so In all my, my nerdy qualifications, I'm also a DEXA radiologist. So I can- What's that? <laughs> <laughs> a DEXA is a dual energy X-ray absorbiometry. So it's- Of course, it's a, of course. Yeah, doesn't everyone know that? It's, it's a full body X-ray essentially. And mm. it's got an accuracy of about 0.1 of a gram. And it measures wow. your mineral density, your fat mass and distribution, and also your lean mass and distribution. So I can tell you how many grams of muscle are in your left arm. It's, it's wow. that level of detail. So it's, it's really, it's a specialized test, but they're readily available. Uh, there's a few people in Perth that, that can do them and a few people, probably a handful that can read them and, and analyze the results of that. Um, mm. Just happen to be one of those. And yeah. so that, that, X-ray will also uh, very accurately tell you how many grams of visceral adipose tissue you have and also what the surface area that it's taking up. Right. So it's, right. It's, Is that it's, an expensive exercise? It's about $90. It's not wow. expensive. Yeah. So and I, I actually banged on about these for years with doctors going, why are you not sending people for an annual Lexus scan because we can tell so much about a person's health by having one of those. Mm. Really, really good. So diagnostic. So yeah, why, why we don't send people for that. And it's very low radiation as well. So it's the, the similar amount of radiation as a flight from Perth to Sydney, which we would all just do without thinking. I would yeah. also, as, as, a, um, as a technician though, I would always say, like I always ask ladies if there's any chance if she's pregnant, because if there is, we don't do it. So yeah, because it's yeah, limited known for pregnant ladies. But yeah, it's um it's it's quite available. There's a few places in Perth that, that do them and, and if you want to get one, send me the results and I'll go through it with you. That that's easy. Awesome. So um that's the top the toxic fat. Um how um what are the sort of like I said, the key principles to your approach and philosophy given the fact you've got this nutrition training and well being and they're all coming together at once? I, I want to make people feel, my, my philosophy is to make people feel fabulous. Yeah. So that's, that is my driving motive. My, my mantra is to change the health of the world one person at a time. That's, mm. that's, my, um, you know, that's, that's why I get up in the morning is to just, if I can make one person per day feel awesome and be healthy and lower their disease risks, I can go to bed at night and fist bump myself and go, yes, nice. did it. You know, and when somebody when somebody presents and comes to you, um, like what are the sort of things that you're you're looking at across across? You know, you must be speaking to them, getting to feel what they do. What are some of the things that you're looking at across there? First of all, is what what's their lifestyle? So, what am I going to have to ask them to give up? So, are they like one guy that, that I've worked with? He was drinking four to five cans of Coca Cola per day. 
And he, uh, yeah. when we did a DEXA scan on him, he had the bone mineral density of a 90-year-old because he'd been drinking all that Coca-Cola for 30-odd 30, 30 years and the acid in that had actually started to leach the calcium out of his bones. So he... Wow. Um, so, that sort of thing, like what, what little habits do you have in the background that you think are harmless that I need to, to you know, whip into shape with you and how, how do we do that? What's your resilience like? Um, also, because I've done over 4,000 DEXA scans on people, I can, I can usually get a really good visual for where your body composition is. So I'm, I'm also, because I, I will only take on a new client after I've met them over Zoom if they're international or, you know, because I, I just want to have a look at where they sit. So I want to have a look at what their muscle structure is like, what I've got to work with, what where their body fat percentage would be estimated. And I also want to get some snapshots of, well, what do you eat in a day? Mm. They talk me about a typical day. How fit are you? What exercise equipment do you have? What's your general level of activity? What do you do for work? What's your family situation like? Because right. I, I need to take all of that into consideration to be able to work with them. Because if it doesn't, if this isn't a long-term sustainable exercise for them, I, I have failed. Yeah. And they've wasted their time and money. Correct. So I, I need to be able to create something that, they can do with their family in a lot of cases that can really take them forward and that they can just live by for mm. you know, forever and a day. And, and it's, so it's, it's not a diet and it's a bit cringy to go, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle because it's so cliche, but it's, it's but it about, is. yeah, it's, I like to educate rather than just go, okay, so you do this, this, this is this. I have, sessions with them once a week going okay well this is why we're doing it this is why i'm getting you to exercise one day weights and one day cardio plus go for a walk this is why i want you to understand what i know so mm. that you can take those principles and carry them forward and then even you know help other people so if someone says well why are you doing that if you can then pass that information on to them you know that actually might make the difference and have a ripple effect outwards as well so yeah, if, if we can just if we can all help each other, that would be a beautiful thing, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you said there about you know how, how they can take that back into their family. Um, it's an interesting one where you find one person within a within a relationship wants to go and do this, you know, be healthy, and the other one's like, mm, what's going on? How how do you manage that? <laughs> um, we both work on them together. So if. <laughs> And the, the thing is, if so, let's let's say if, if you wanted to get healthy, but your partner didn't want you to, right, or wasn't interested yeah. in joining you, so then I become your support mechanism. So, right. like, I'll support you through. I'll carry you through. You can you can text me at midnight if you need to. If you're up and pacing the halls, phone me at midnight. I'll talk you through. Right? Let's let's just do this. I'm your support network. What then happens is the partner comes around invariably within the first three weeks. And especially when those changes start to become really apparent in you, it's the mm. old, I'll have what she's having. I want a bit you know, of that. That's right. And, and they can also see that they're eating normal food from their supermarket. There's no superfoods or, you know, it doesn't have to be carefully tended by hippies in the Himalayan mountains and then imported. You know, <laughs> it's just normal food. If you can't get it from your supermarket, we don't eat it. Um, right. So and they're not doing, they're, there's no secret formula or anything like that. They're just changing their habits and their health is taking a dramatic shift and, and it's contagious. They want it as well because they, they'll also find that their partner is calmer, happier, 
um, a lot more easygoing. They're a lot more active, you know, playing with the kids more and all that kind of stuff. So it, it has that ripple effect of improving everything. So yeah, they, they generally, they, I haven't had anyone who hasn't come around yet. Mm, mm, I like that. Um, so as we move into this new world, new environment of, you know, being more at home, and uh, what have you, what are some of the concerns that you have um, as you look out across it? Bearing in mind, you, know, you would have had concerns uh, as the previous landscape, but now as we move to a different landscape, given the fact that, you know, there's anxiety and stuff, and, da, 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 and we're, we're at home more, gyms are closed, um, social distancing outside, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, who knows, you know, it could end up like the UK where you're allowed one walk outside a day. Um, and, and, you know, people are banging loads of pasta and rice in the house and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't need to go on any further, I think. What are some of the, <laughs> what are some of the um, major concerns that you see coming up from a health perspective? Firstly, the, the isolation, if we're not talking to people and still maintaining those relationships, that is a problem. Mm. And, and I did a video recently about please get, uh, get on FaceTime or Zoom or Skype or whatever calling video platform that you can and still hang out with your besties and exercise together over FaceTime or watch Netflix together with, you know, have a cup of tea and, you know, have your, your bestie in front of you face to face. You still need to be able to see someone else smiling at you. So mm. please, please, please do that from a, a physical health perspective. I know that, and, and this has been spoken about quite a few times with people when they, when they're working at home and it's a foreign to work from home, the fridge is right around the corner yeah. And no one's supervising them. So we all turn into the three-year-old at a birthday party, you know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we've just got a nation of cooking monster just going, oh, no, 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 you know, with, with everything yeah. that's in the fridge. And because it's you're, you're bored at your desk, you're in your home environment, no one's looking at you. You don't have to take designated breaks or anything like that. So you're going to go to the fridge and, you know, bend the elbow a little bit with that. So that's, that is one issue that mindless snacking is going to be on the rise, I believe. The mm. other thing is that it's a really mighty fine excuse for people not to exercise, to go, oh, gym's shut today. Okay, I'll uh, watch Netflix. Um, yeah, so that's, and I, I think that's absolutely terrible. So I've, I've actually started doing some free uh, exercise videos from my lounge room. I'm beaming them out from my lounge room to go, hey, if I'm doing this in my lounge room, you can do it in yours too. And I live in a tiny cottage in Guildford. So, you know, if, if I've got two metres of space and you've got about what I've got, do this with me. And they're yeah. just 10 minute, six exercise, mini workouts three times a week just to go, guys, get moving. Like this isn't the yeah. time to worry about getting ripped or, you know, doing massive weight loss things, anything like that. But please, for the love of all things good, stay moving. So mm. um, I'm, I'm beaming that out at the moment, but there's, there's so much. I mean, in the adverts, you can get up and do some squats or you can do some lunges while you brush your teeth. You know, there's, get creative, go, go wild and crazy and have some fun with this and see how many different ways you can work some movement into your day. Go down mm. to office works before, you know, as long as you're safe to do so, go down to office works and get a sit stand desk yes. um, and, and implement that. So you can have a bit of time stretching your legs out and, you know, maybe do some leg raises or whatever while you're standing talking to someone on a podcast. So, you know, it's, there's so much you can do to stay 
just that little bit active. We don't need to all turn into couch potatoes and, and snack machines. We, we don't need to all do that. That's mm. my biggest Do you think that, um, as I mentioned earlier on, you know, more people seem to be going out for a walk. I mean, granted, the weather's nice at the moment. Um, do you think this could be a catalyst for more conscious health um, focus in people? Because, because we have something taken away. Yes. And, and also the potential for our health is being taken away as well. So even if, because they, they are hailing COVID-19 as a mild disease for most people, however, nobody wants to get it and be impacted by it. And so the, the better your general health is, the, the more of a fighting chance you've got of just getting a, you know, a little bit of a tickly cough and, and that's it, move on. Mm. So I think a lot of people are going, well, you know, holy crap, I need to take care of myself because this, this virus wave is coming, which I think is actually a really good thing to give people a wake up call. Mm. Um, but it's like also, a massive collective, oh shit moment. Like. <laughs> it, is, it is, and I, hallelujah you do it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and, and we, we've noticed, because um, we have a walk by the river every morning, um, obviously being down in Guildford, we we're really lucky to, to have a beautiful spot um, that we can go and walk. And we've noticed that it, it's suddenly peak hour down there. We're like, oh, everyone's out walking. Fabulous. So we, we spend our entire morning saying good morning to people as they're walking past. And I, I think it's really good that people are doing something while they can um, before, because if we get sort of locked in our homes like they are in, in Spain and Italy, um, and, and as China was, then yeah, it's, it's indoor exercise only. So while we can, and while we can observe some social distancing, get out and do it, that would be fabulous. So I hope mm. this is a wave of people looking for, for ways to keep themselves healthy and protected. Mm. Mm. And I suppose um, every yin has a yang. Um, is probably, because I don't know whether it's me, but I noticed that, there seems to be here in WA, there seems to be a whole lot of people who do absolutely zero exercise. And then there's a whole lot of people who do ridiculous amounts of exercise. And um, I, for one, around about December time, started to have a bit of a general fatigue go on. And um, I started to have to look at my sleeping and things like that. And there were other things going on in my life. But um, I just, it just got to a point where I had to let go of exercise because it just genuinely wasn't serving me at that point. And, you know, the first couple of weeks were a bloody nightmare. Because uh, you're like, oh, I should be going, I should be going doing this and this and this. But within myself, I knew it just wasn't going to help. And I just had to let it go. I had to sleep in a bit more. I had to just go for a walk instead of, you know, kind of the movement class or smashing a couple of Ks out swimming or something like that. And, one of the things I found that was interesting, um, and I think when I started to speak up about this with a few, particularly male friends, um, who noticed, oh, you know, you come down to the beach, but you're not, you know, coming for a swim, you're going for a walk and then a dip and stuff like that. And I started to say, well, a lot of my exercise was starting to be driven out of anxiety. You know, I've, I've, I've got to maintain, I've got to be doing the thing, I've got to be getting stronger, you know, do, 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 do. and you know, we're pervaded by so, like you said earlier on, so many images of ripped, lean, yeah. doing the thing, getting it done, and this, that, and the other. And it, it was bloody liberating to let it go. And when I spoke up about it, it's amazing the amount of other males, probably similar age to me, 40, 45, who suddenly went, Do you know, 
I go through this, you know, end of the day of work and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to go down to the gym because it's arm day or it's leg day and where would time me if I miss it and stuff like that. So to, to me, this, this current situation, yes, it, it probably perking a few people up to come out and have a walk, but then for a lot of other people, it's probably chilling them out to just do a walk as opposed to being in the gym, doing the thing and not really connecting with their body. Oh, and, and a lot of the people who, who are, you know, the, the muscle builders down at the, the gym, a lot of those are overtraining and they're in, in some ways undernourishing themselves because they want mm. that ripped look. So, and again, what, what you look like doesn't always, isn't always the most accurate indicator of your general health. So yeah. we, we're, we're trying to maintain a certain look Aesthetics over functionality and that's right and kinesthetic feel. Yeah, exactly. So and it's it's not always the best thing, you know. And and with Mel, I've, I've spoken quite openly, and, and and so has he that he was exercising for a couple of hours per day, and I just went, dude, forty five minutes, knock it on the head there, and and I, I got him actually eating more and working out less, but more effectively. Right. And, and that was really foreign to him. And, and I think if I had a dollar for every time he said, are you sure? <laughs> I would, <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Here he is yeah. Rich, um. <laughs> it was, it was really foreign. And it is to a lot of people when I say to them, I want you to eat five times a day and I want you to eat carbohydrates, you know, in, in the world where, you know, everyone thinks carbs are the devil, be a, be a rebel and eat them anyway, because they're really necessary for your energy. So I want you to eat carbohydrates and I want you to exercise effectively, but not, you know, don't overtrain because that, that's you know, putting you into a state of fatigue and that doesn't serve anyone. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting people's perspective that I need to eat less and exercise more to maintain mm. physique. It does. It does. It seems counterintuitive. We've got a world sort of full of knackered people, and that's that's not fun either. No, who then have depleted immune systems and all sorts of stuff and mental fragility, and there you go. Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, as we, as we go forwards uh, into this more sort of in the home environment, um, are you still open for business, or are you just what? looking after your clients? No, 100% open for business. Um, I, I've just taken on a couple of people in America just yesterday. So yeah, 100% open for business. Whatever I can do for help, to help people is um, mm. the, the door is completely open. The only thing I'm not doing is face-to-face -face meetings, which I, I didn't actually do a lot of those anyway, because yeah. I work nationally. A lot of my work is done over platforms like Zoom or Skype or um, FaceTime. So they're the three big ones I would use anyway. So yeah, most of my work is done over those. And then even in Perth with, with most people, I will still meet them electronically because I have to travel. Well, apart from right now, usually I have to travel quite a bit and, uh, and I need to maintain those commitments of, of a face-to-face -face meeting with people. So even in Perth, I'll do that electronically. So I can, if I'm in, in Los Angeles, I can still do that meeting on Perth time. And mm. so, Nobody misses out. I don't need to dilute what I do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So coming out of your experience and, and expertise in, in, into yourself, um, as the world is changing, what, what's coming up for you currently? What are you learning about yourself from this situation? Uh, probably a little more patience. Yeah, just with... Um, because 
every, the, the economy at the moment is is pretty ripped up. So um, I'm learning a bit of patience because I had probably yeah 10 people lined up and they all just went, hang on, I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> I'm like, yep, okay, cool. So yeah, that's that's definitely something I've learned is to just go, okay, you know what? If I can help you in any way, just let's do that for free anyway. So, you know, we'll, we'll do that. Um, so, yeah, definitely a, a patience thing for me. But also looking at different ways of doing business as well. So, um, because the, the speaking gigs, have, they're, they're not going on at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's... So ways of still getting myself out there and, and doing the media. So I can't go to Sydney to do, because I've, I've got regular gigs with Sunrise, so I can't do that at the moment. So that, that kind of stuff is is off the, the table. So And that's usually where I would generate next business from. So I've got to be a little more creative in, in what I do. But I also look at it and go, well, is this the time to actually generate business or is this the time to give? And, and mm. we made the difference. And this is the time to give, which is why I'm doing a lot sort of just on my Facebook page at the moment, um, just getting exercise videos and, and everything like that out there. Just, you know, let's just help people. We'll all pull together and help people. I think this is more time where giving is more important than, than making money off people in, in really crappy situations. Mm, that's beautiful because, um, yeah, and there's more and more of that happening. You know, I, I myself learn stuff from the podcast and I feel obliged to just push it back out there for people to, you know, think about, consider, bring on board themselves. Oh, that's excellent. I think, yeah, mm. I think everyone should really take a look at, well, what can I give right now? Whether it's a skill or whether it's, you know, time, um, you know, what, what do I have that I can give right now? Um, mm. And I think we've, I think if we're in a position to do so, then we have a moral responsibility to fulfil that. Mm. Love it. Um, what are some of the things that you're seeing that people are doing in this new environment that you hope sticks? Definitely uh, looking after each other. Definitely. So that is, is something um, that, you know, just that band together of, uh, and I've seen so many Facebook groups going, okay, who needs toilet roll? Who needs, you know, I've got nappies, I've got wipes, I've got this, and, and I can leave it outside, come and get it. Um, so that to me, I, I just, yeah, I, that brings tears to my eyes, that kind of thing. Cause I just go, yes, go humanity. That is fabulous. We're, you know, you're helping strangers out there, which is unheard of pretty much nowadays. So that is brilliant. Also people going, okay, so I've got, I've got all this fresh food. One, I'm not letting it go to waste and I'll make something with it and freeze it rather than let this fresh food go to waste. So I think we're also being a lot more cautious with our resources, which is mm. about bloody time, you know, that, that we were a lot more conscious of the waste that we create in our day-to-day -day lives because things aren't as disposable nowadays or, or renewable. So I think that is absolutely brilliant that we're, we're all being so much more conscious over what we buy, how we spend, and then how we utilise. Um, and then even looking at, well, you know, can I save water? Can I, you know, should we be turning lights off? Because the electricity, like they're on skeleton staff, I, I would assume. So how can we, how can we really just get back to basics and still have a good life, but a basic one? Um, so yeah, I really hope that sticks. Really, really hope. Mm, mm, I love that. What, what's some of the things that you're doing to keep yourself grounded? Obviously, you know, doing a bit of exercise and eating well. Um. <laughs> it's it's pretty much um it's pretty much business as usual for us because mm. we, we 
we work online. The, uh, the internet is a little interesting at the moment. That's um, because I think, you know, there's a huge demand for, for internet with everyone working at home. So that's been a little bit of a challenge, um, but it's out of our control. So what can we do? We, we just do the best we can with, with what we have. Um, nothing else has, has really changed. I mean, we're, we're pretty conscious anyway. Um, I think we're, we're looking more at, you know, what can we grow? We, we've, we've discussed mm. you know, getting a bit of a patch and, you know, can, can we actually do Yeah, could, could we actually do it? I, I do not have any gardening skills whatsoever, but um, I'm married to a man who has some. So we're, right. we're kind of looking at it going, well, you know, could we do that? Um, even just like in little little pots, because we don't have a great deal of space. So could we put some stuff in little pots? And yeah, could could we do that? So that's that's definitely something that we're looking at for a bit of a future, um, you know, future event for for ourselves. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the last question I ask all my guests is, um, if you could take one little nugget of information like Samantha's nugget and just upload it into the collective consciousness. So everybody just gets it. What would that be right now? That would be to be the most spectacular person that you could possibly be physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Just if, if you could, if you can be your best, why aren't you? That's mm. yeah. That's oh, love it. That's my um, that's my nugget. I'd like to yeah, I would say. That's awesome. Just <laughs> writing it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's been absolutely awesome talking to you today, Samantha. Um, you know, um, it's been fantastic to not just talk about the health aspect, but also you know the underlying mindsets that go on and. And, and listen to what what you see in humanity in terms of um, some of the reasons why we're not our best and why we shouldn't be our best and you know embracing that we can. Um, it's just awesome. It is a, like a, an amazing breath of fresh air. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Be. It absolutely shouldn't be. This well, that's that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It yeah. should. It, this should just be modus operandi. That's right. This should be who we are. The, the human body was designed to be awesome. Let's, mm. let's make it that way. Love it. Love yeah. it. So if people want to find you, where can they come? They can go to, I have a website, which is samanthajackson.coach. Yep. And email is talk to me with a number two at samanthajackson.coach. Yep. And then on socials, both Facebook and Instagram, it's at samanthajackson.coach. Set up all nice night. Consistent. Variations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you follow Samantha Jackson, you'll find her. Yeah, you know, just just Google, just Google me. That's you know, you can get to me there as well. Um, but yeah, love to love to have a chat and and help people out. That's what we do. That's absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Lovely talking with you. Indeed. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah.